What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NF Only here on Spark Talk. And today we got the the slate of the wild card games this weekend, as well as giving you guys our yearly awards. So, given given the MVP, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, et cetera, et cetera, um, and we'll give you we'll give those awards out after we get done going through the games. But first off, we're gonna give our players of the week for Week 17 to close out the season. Um, and then our top five teams to close out the season. So, Wyatt? All right, so... Who's your Offensive Player of the Week? Offensive Player of the Week is Tom Brady. Okay. 24-33, 250 yards, uh, 7.6 average, uh, and four touchdowns with zero interceptions. He kind of looked like the Tom Brady of old this mm-hmm. week, so I can't give him to him for that. Yeah. Uh, I got Dak Prescott. He went 27-44, 387 yards, four touchdowns, made a... Made an amazing throw at the mm. end of the game to to seal the victory. Definitely. They got the two point conversion, yeah. and so look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm one of the more people that's, I'm a little bit more critical of Dak Prescott, but hey, he had a performance. He he balled out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide from it. My yeah. defensive player of the week is Darius Leonard. I saw it in person. He had eight tackles, two pass deflections, uh, one interception that ended up sealing the game um, for good and got yeah. them to take the knee. So. Gonna close it out with uh, his maybe his final send off in the defensive rookie yeah. of the year. All right, so uh, my defense, my defensive player of the year is also a rookie. It's Tremaine Edmonds, uh, twelve total tackles, eleven solo. What defensive player of the year? No, my man, defensive. Oh, no, my <laughs> man. that's a, that's a year. Yeah, I want to say week. My <laughs> man, defensive player of the week. He's a rookie though. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, twelve total tackles, eleven eleven <laughs> solo tackles, one sack. One tackle for loss, uh, one pass deflection, one quarterback hit, and one interception, and it sent off one of the best uh, defensive tackles uh, of my generation uh, into the sunset with a huge win over Miami and Kyle Williams. So okay. Tremaine Edmonds balled out, so it gives that. Did he really? He, dang, he played that good. Yeah, he Man. balled out for. Uh, right. They they won that one for Kyle Williams and they got. He's it. played really good this year. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people haven't talked about him. But Buffalo's I, defense is kind of good. Like I wouldn't good. say they're kind of good. I say they're really good. Yeah. If they, act, I mean, when they start getting a rhythm, they're kind of a dangerous team. Micah Hyde, Tre'Davious White, uh, Jerry Hughes. He's off and on, but he's usually good. Like I said, you get you get Sean McDermott stays there, and he yeah. and he brings Steve Wilkes in. They've coached together back in uh, Carolina. And Harrison Phillips, if he develops, kind of like what they want him to into another Kyle Williams. It'd be a dangerous set. unit. Yeah, yeah for would. sure. So uh, going to our top five teams to kind of round out week 17. Mm-hmm. And these are kind of the teams I'm looking at more so that maybe have like an actual shot to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Starting with number five, I've got the Chicago Bears. Number four, I've got the Los Angeles Chargers. Number three, the New England Patriots. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs. And number one, the New Orleans Saints. All right, so my uh, number five was Baltimore. Okay. Number four, Chicago. Number three is New England. Number two is can or wait, number three is Kansas City. Number two is New England, and number one is New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Wyatt, let's uh, get us going on these wild card weekend games. Four games this week. Uh, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. What's gonna start us off? All right. So, first wild card game of this season will be uh, Indianapolis at Houston at four thirty-five on Saturday on ESPN. Give you all the time and date in the channel, just in case y'all want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, 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 I got Indian this. I, I said this uh, last time. I, I got Indian this. Just something when they're playing in Houston, 
Indy just they have Houston's number. It's weird. Okay. The thing is, can Houston prove to me that that they can beat Indy at home okay. with Andrew Luck and with Ty Ty? And I I think I don't, I just, Indy's the hottest team right now in the league, and I'm rolling with them right now. So look, Indy. I'm gonna go with Houston. They're the home team in the playoffs. Deshaun Watson's experience. That defense is experienced. DeAndre Hopkins is experienced. I know their offensive line is terrible, which is what makes me not even like really think they're going to be a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. Their offensive line is maybe the worst in the league. He, Deshaun Watson was sacked 62 times this season, which is horrendous. I mean, absolutely mm-hmm. horrendous. I mean, I think the Colts last year gave it 52 sacks, which was the most last year. Yeah. And this year, the, the Texans allowed 10 more sacks than that. So I mean it's just, it's it's atrocious. And I and I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. He's like running for his life back there and having to do stuff on his own. Yeah. But in spite of that, it's hard in my opinion for a team to beat a to beat a team twice after and this would be the third time they played them. Mm-hmm. You well, beat a team Houston tw- has to do it too though. Look, I know Houston has to do it too, but India's had to play Houston not only in Houston twice, but in Houston twice within the same month. It's hard. T.Y. is banged up. He's not the same. Remember, uh, he had that screen pass. He easily would have taken to the house if he was healthy. He didn't. He got hawked down. He had to slide down to stop. He's not healthy. All right? We all know about Darius Leonard and that guy on defense, and we know what they can do and and being the number one scoring defense since week, uh, what, week seven. You know, being the best – point differential team in the league since week seven and that stuff is important when you go to the playoffs that stuff is really important but I think the Texans right now are to set up for a little bit more success in the playoffs because the two times the Colts actually ran the ball against the Texans they only got 91 yards rushing in both games combined that's going to be a huge no-no in the playoffs and in my opinion you need to get the run game going and so to me that's what's going to make the difference it's going to be that defensive line versus that offensive line. I have no doubt they're going to protect Andrew Luck and allow him to throw the football. I think it'll be a close game. I think the score will be 33-31. They have to drive down the field, and there's the Colts defense. It's a young team, man. It, mm-hmm. I think this team is a year or two away from being like legit Super Bowl contenders, which obviously makes me happy. But this year, they're a young team. They overachieved in many in many eyes. They were supposed to be in another rebuilding year. They caught crazy fire. Everybody gelled. They played amazing football. And nothing to hang their head about. It's just sometimes you get into playoffs, you're inexperienced. You're away from home. It can get to you sometimes. Uh, I kind of had like the same inexperienced thing, but with uh, Houston a little bit. You're going to say, oh, well, Diaz been in the playoffs. The, the majority of that defense has been in the playoffs. Deshaun Watson has it. That's your biggest factor. Uh, yeah, I know, but he's been in a lot of big games. and that In college, it, it does matter. That Why do you think Baker Mayfield has had so much success so early? He's played a lot in college. Why do you think Lamar Jackson has had success? He played a lot in college. That does matter. Yeah, I know, but in the NFL, it's completely different. Uh, the thing is, I trust Frank Wright more than I trust Bill O'Brien. I trust Andrew Luck in the playoffs more than I trust Deshaun Watson. It's all about proving it to me. Can okay. Houston prove it to me? Uh-huh. That's the main thing here. Uh, 
I've seen Andrew Luck do it in the playoffs with terrible teams. Teams worse yep. than this. I mean, that is true. Uh, wait, T.Y. does against Houston. I've seen it before. <laughs> I've seen it happen. I haven't I mean, seen Houston literally stop T.Y. with Andrew Luck throwing him the ball. Yeah. Uh, Houston has to prove it to me. Prove it to me that you can beat Indianapolis and I'll, and, uh, and I'll, pick, and I'll pick you. But I, I, right now I'm picking Indy just because... They haven't. Houston hasn't proved me anything yet. They really right. haven't. They haven't. I don't think they've won a playoff game, or they beat they beat an Oakland team without Derek Carr. Right. Uh, besides that, I don't think they won a playoff game since like 2012, maybe. So, it's it's a lot of inexperienced people with not a lot of wins in the playoffs for okay. Houston, and I think Indy's going to ride momentum into the divisional round. Okay. Uh, what's your score? We got a score. We'll we'll predict the scores for these playoff games. Uh, my score is thirty-four to twenty-four. Thirty-four okay, to twenty-four. Point. Yeah. I write that down. I got thirty-three thirty-one. All right. Saints. So all right. So next game is uh, Seattle at Dallas. It is on Fox. It is at eight fifteen p.m. So who do you got? Mm. Man, this is a this is a hard game. All right, you've got Dallas, who has been really hot as of late. That defense has been kind of special. They've been a top three defensive unit over the last half of the season. I mean, they've really come into their own. Leighton Van Der Esch has played amazing football. Jalen Smith, amazing football. Demarcus Lawrence, we expect him to play amazing. Yeah. Byron Jones played amazing. My question is. The player of the week from week 17 that I chose, Dak Prescott. Can he win you the football game? Because I think it's going to come down to him versus Russell Wilson. That Seahawks defense is actually really solid. It's mm-hmm. really good. They're nothing great. They're nothing special. But they're good. And I and <clears throat> I picked Seattle in this. Okay. Uh, Bobby Wagner versus Ezekiel Elliott. I'm sorry. Defense wins championships. Yeah. I'm picking Bobby Wagner over Ezekiel Elliott any yeah. day of the week. And Bobby Wagner's had experience in this type of stuff, yeah. man. and he has a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he on the Super Bowl team? Pretty sure. Pretty sure he was. May have been a rookie. But. He might have been a rookie. Uh, but he was... He's been... He's been... Play, like you said, been player for experiences. Yeah, but he has that, yeah. Uh, I got to check real quick, but I'm pretty sure he was on the Super Bowl team. That means he's been the two Super Bowls. He, he's the leader of that team. Uh, he's the leader of that defense, first and mm-hmm. foremost. Then he's the leader of the team. Uh, and Zeke's not really the leader of the team. And Zeke's mm-hmm. their best player. It's uh, Zach Martin, who's the leader of the team. He's the offensive lineman. Probably the best guard in the lead, mm-hmm. league. Uh, and then Dak Prescott's right behind Zach Martin for that leader spot. Your be- but your best player's not even like, it's not even going to be your leader. And that scares me going to the playoffs when your best player is not your leader. It, it kind of scares me a little bit. I know it's yeah. a little bit, it's a little bit weird to say, but it it is like we don't because leaders lead you to lead you to playoff wins. They really do. Tom Brady is a leader, leads the playoff wins. Drew Brees is a leader, leads the playoff wins. Ray Lewis, when he was there, was a leader, led the playoff wins. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know though. I mean, who'd you say was the leaders for the Cowboys? This Zach Martin and Dak Prescott's probably one step below. I mean, look, Zach Martin yeah. will him to a win. He yeah. can open up lanes and uh, be a, be the anchor of that offensive line for yeah, Zeke. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I I, I mean, I, I do agree with you. He's not going to make the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. 
uh, as far as making the passes, you know, you need to make, mm-hmm. making the catches, playing the defense you need. Because that defense is still young. You don't, I wouldn't say you have a solidified team leader outside of Sean Lee, who mm-hmm. is consistently hurt all the time. I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks. I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks. I think it's going to be a close game. It's in Dallas. Dallas is going to play hard. They're going to play tough. But I think Russell Wilson is just special. I've said this for the last few weeks. The Seahawks are the most dangerous team entering the NFC playoffs. I know they've had a couple close games. I know they've had a couple uh, you know, a couple losses where you kind of scratch your head. I understand that. Bobby Wagner has played out of his mind this year. Um Yeah. I mean, he's played outstanding football. And to think, you know, to think like anybody is, you know, any linebacker has played better than him this year, uh, regardless of stats, is ludicrous. I mean, he has led that unit. He has made them a great unit. They weren't even supposed to be. It was actually supposed to be the downfall sale because the defense is supposed to be so poor. Yeah. Oh, Uh, yeah, the defense was supposed to be bad. Offensive line stepped up in a huge way. Yeah. It's supposed to be awful. They and played they, it really they good. They found the groove with the offensive line. Their offensive line is actually really good at run blocking. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, they like to run the football. Yeah. And Chris Carson mm-hmm. was a beast this year. It's the best running offense since week three. What do you have, 1,100 yards this year? Chris Carson. I got to look at it. but Something like that? I'm assuming he got over 1,000. He was killing it this year. I mean, he, I mean, he yeah. was playing great. Mike Davis was playing great. Yeah. Rashad Penny was playing great. So... This, I mean, the Seahawks know what their what their identity is. Play good defense. They're not a special group. They're not the yeah. Bears. They're not the Cowboys that they're going to be playing. Yeah. But they are good enough to slow down offenses that you need. You've got yeah. a guy like Bobby Wagner leading them. Shaquille Griffin making plays. Yeah. Frank Clark making plays on the D line. I mean that that unit can get it done. And if you just give Russell Wilson enough time, you can rely on that run game. Or and one just, or two stops. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah, and then you just allow that run game to take over and run the ball down their throats and allow Russell Wilson to just do what he does and be the type of special QB that he is. Mm-hmm. I, th- I I think they're going to win this game. I, I have the Seahawks winning mm, 24 to 20. All right, so you got Seattle winning 24-20? Yeah. All right. Uh, I got Seattle winning... Uh, I don't know here. I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I'm going to go 31. 31? Wow. Oh. I don't, I'm going to say 31 to 26. I'm going to say 31 26. Odd, odd score, but uh, I think they're going to have a couple field goals in this game. And uh, I think it's going to come down to who's more fluid on offense. And I feel like Seattle's more fluid on offense than Dallas is. Uh, uh, like you said, you know, it, like uh, Seattle knows who they are. Mm-hmm. Dallas knows who they are, but I feel like S- Seattle. You know, I mean, they they. Trying to think of the word they. I well, they I guess they got better quarterback play. Is what I'm trying to say here. They got better quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, if the Seahawks yeah. can get a lead, like the like for instance, the Colts did mm-hmm. against the Cowboys early in the game last yeah. time, and got a lead, and they force. Dak to have to pass the mm-hmm. football, they're in a lot better position to win. And I yeah. think that's what's going to end up happening. I mean, we've seen, we saw Dak play this week, play great. He did. Uh, but at the same time, I think consistently he hasn't proven that he can win games like that. And if the Seahawks can get up 13 to 0, 10 to 0, or whatever the case is, 
and you make Dak have to win the game or have to start passing more and more, I think the game starts to play more to their favor. And if they can, I think they're going to beat the Cowboys at their own game. Mm-hmm. Play good defense, run the football, control yeah. the clock, and they just have happen to have a top three yeah. QB in my opinion, uh, running the show and that can make the throws when he wants to make them instead of you kind of just hope he does. Yeah. So I think it would be a fun game though, regardless. Yeah, and I would say it's the X factor is Blake Jarwin, who had uh, seven receptions, 119 yards, and three touchdowns last week against New York. So if they found another Jason Witten esque, or just even like a tenth of what Jason Witten was, uh, definitely Dallas could win this game. You know what I mean? They have to find another option besides uh, Amari Cooper in this passing game. Yes, Cole Beasley is reliable. Mm hmm. Wait, he's he he can get he can get deed up sometimes at some of these slot corners. Mm. Uh, Having a tight end is valuable. Yeah, Mike Mike Gallup is a is a rookie. He's still learning. Uh, Terrence Williams, if, I don't even know if he's still on the team. No, he's not on the team. Uh, whoever the, whoever their backup wide receivers are, they're not as good. You need somebody, Alan Hearns. You need that safety blanket. You really do. You mm. need that safety blanket. And Blake Jarwin, if he plays like he did against New York. I think Dallas might take this, but I just don't. The way the the way Seattle's linebackers are, I don't think he's going to get that get that much, mm-hmm. especially since he had that blow up game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they'll be keying in on him, and I think Jason Garrett might try to utilize him just a little bit too much in this game, and it might end up costing them. So I'm gonna go with better coaching here too. Kind of going with a lot better than. Uh, Seattle was well, being a lot better in mm. some aspects. The only the only yeah. edge I would give to the Cowboys really right now mm-hmm. is the defense. Yeah, and I would say it's a decent margin. Mm-hmm. But if I go offensive line, I I think they're kind of even offensive line. Yeah. The Cowboys offensive line, as great as it was two years ago, mm-hmm. injuries have have riddled them. Yeah, and they just have not played great. Yeah, uh, our quarterback edge of the Seahawks running game. Yeah, maybe the single running back himself I would give to the Cowboys. But if you stop him. But if you stop, I mean, but if you but if you stop Car, uh, Chris Carson, you've got to have Mike Davis. You stop Mike Davis, you've got Rashad Penny. You've got a three-headed monster, a yeah. legit three guys that could go over 100 yards and on if, any given night. And I think Russell Wilson's better running quarterback than uh, uh, that guy. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you have to account for him as well. And I would give a receiver edge. I know yeah. Amari Cooper's been special the last half of the season, but I would give the whole unit. To the Seahawks. Yeah, I will too. So I think this... And coaching, so don't forget about coaching. I co- get, yeah, I, 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 I do. I take Pete Carroll any day of the week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but the thing is, though, it's going to be close, though, because Dallas, there's just something about being in Dallas that, you know what I mean, yeah. the games are always going to be closer than what they should be, mm-hmm. I feel like. This is in Seattle. I say Seattle wins in a blowout. So. Because this is in Dallas. It's going to be a little bit closer than it should be, I feel like. All right, so we'll go to... Uh, our first Sunday game, which is on CBS at 105 okay. p.m. And it's the Chargers at Baltimore. Okay. I'm going to go with the Chargers Charger. here. Yay. It's someone. So, okay. Yeah. Almost jinxed ourselves. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I would say, here's my reasoning behind it. The Chargers and the Ravens played what? Is it two weeks ago? Was it week 16? Or week 15? Week 16. Week 16? Because they okay. played after that uh, Chiefs game. That was week 15. Okay. Yeah. And so they – yeah, week – yeah, okay, week 16. Yeah. So the Ravens dominated them. We get that. The Ravens went into the Los Angeles Chargers home stadium and dominated. 
Played great defense. Beat them 22-10. to 10. Lamar Jackson was great. Made a couple great passes downfield. That running game really took over. Mm-hmm. And that defense played the way that defense can. I mean, that defense, it's the Bears, Ravens, Cowboys, whatever order you want to pick them. Yeah. That's the three best defenses in Definitely. the NFL right now. Or in the playoffs, at least. They're a dangerous team. But right now, when if you told me you're going to give Anthony Lynn, who in my opinion is one of the better young head I wouldn't say he's like super young, but one of the better, newer, younger head coaches in the NFL. Mm. You give him the time to prepare. You give Phillip Rivers. You give Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and remember, uh, they played on a Saturday. Back. They played on a Saturday, yeah. yeah. Melvin Gordon's coming back. You know, Keenan Allen will be there. I mean, a lot of these pieces, Antonio Gates fumbled late in the game on a drive to come steal the vic or to come, you know, on a comeback yeah. to take the lead or whatever it was. So, I don't I mean, it's... Oh yeah, because it would have been yeah ten. To, it was ten to sixteen at the time. Yeah. They were on the drive to go up, you know, go up seventeen to sixteen, and Antonio gets fumbled. Yeah. So, I don't think some of those same mistakes happen. I think they have guys healthy. I think they're playing at their best. I think they're going to have a game plan to slow down Lamar Jackson and to contain him within the pocket and force him to throw mm-hmm. the football. And, and it's just hard for me to believe a team that is just this talented can go out in the first round. Yeah. I, I think they're gonna go. I think they're gonna go on. I think they're gonna play either the Patriots or the Chiefs. I guess regardless, depends well, the on way who. you the way you have it. They would go face uh, Chiefs. Yes. Okay, uh, so the way I have it, they'd face the Chiefs. The way I have it, they would face New England. Okay. Yeah. Well, either either team, I think they can beat either team. Yeah. I think they're the most talented team left in the maybe the most talented team in the NFL left in these playoffs I, out of both AFC and NFC. I think they're talent most talented team. Period. But the question is. Yeah. Are they going to play up to their potential? I think in this game they do. I think they win this game. I wouldn't say easily, but I think they win this game. Mm, 23 to 14. I think they slow down this Ravens offense. I think they really hone in. And say, look, we got to stop the run. If we can stop the run and we force Lamar to pass the football, stay in the pocket, they have a much better chance to win. I think the the Chargers defense really comes out to play. Honestly, if I'm them, I spy Lamar Jackson with Derwin James. Mm -hmm. Derwin James, maybe the second best rookie this year on defense, has played phenomenally. He's a pro bowler. Yeah, Uh, He's in the same class, in my opinion, as Jamal Adams, you know, as one of the best young safeties in the game coming up. I mean, he'll be like the next Eric Berry and type type of guys like that. I mean, he'll be an all-pro. I mean, he's going to be in the, a great for a long time. Yeah. And in my opinion, I, put, I think you put him as a spy on Lamar Jackson. Obviously, you can't do it every play, but certain plays, if you, if you can afford to do it, you do it. Yeah. Because I think he's maybe the most dynamic player on your defense. And if you need to stop the most dynamic player, maybe in the playoffs, in Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. running and throwing the football, and I think, but I think their Chargers defense going to come up and step up to the challenge. Ingram's going to be back. Joey Bosa's back, getting back into groove of things. I mean, they've got solid corner play. I know they had a couple guys hurt, but Casey Hayward's still out there balling. Mm-hmm. I think they've got it. I think they're going to be able to control get, the game. I got twenty-seven, twenty-three. I would say I pick the Chargers. Uh, I think. I think they're going to be able to hold them in the red zone. Mm. I think that's my thing. I think Baltimore's going to hold the time of possession like they always do. But uh, the thing about the Chargers this time is they're going to force them to kick a lot more field goals. 
They're gonna have like the way I have it, they're gonna kick three field goals, mm-hmm. which is not it's not the best in the red zone. And the thing about Baltimore is they have to get in the red zone to score. They're that type of team. Yeah. They're not gonna beat you with fifty yard bombs. And they're not. Runs. Yeah, yeah, they're not a team that's gonna come back on you as well. Yeah. Which I think is gonna be a key factor. I think the Chargers are gonna come out early. I think they're gonna have some nice plays dialed up, some some script plays dialed up. I think they're gonna be able to take an early ten to fourteen point lead mm-hmm. and really force. Lamar that much more to have to pass the football. Yeah, and it could come down to a last second touchdown of uh, Philip Rivers, or mm. it could come down to Lamar Jackson trying like forcing him to pass and having to come back. Mm. Uh, in that instance, I take Philip Rivers, and I and I think uh, Joey Bosa is going to have a couple, maybe have a couple sacks. That defense is going to get about five sacks in this game. Mm. Yes, the offensive line is pretty good. Uh, they have they have probably the best guard in the league, in uh, Marshall Yonda. No, Quentin Nelson. That I, I that was a weird long pause, but no, he's no. Uh, okay. Uh, what's what's his name? Orlando Brown's played pretty good as a rookie. Uh, mm-hmm. Ronnie Stanley's picked up his play a lot, but like like we said this over and over and over, and I just said it. They're the most talented team in this league. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to show, and it's going to show Baltimore is there, but not there yet. In a sense, uh, they they still got some flaws. Uh, Lamar still has some flaws throwing, and it's not like everybody says yes. It's yes, you have to run in the playoffs, but you also got to pass. And when Lamar can't like yes, he, we talked about how he does have the talent to be able to be a well-rounded quarterback in this league. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't proven it just yet. He's made some throws here and there. But I haven't seen that consistency out of him. And that, and that, and not being consistent enough scares me a little bit mm-hmm. if I'm a Baltimore fan. Because, yes, we talk about running it in the playoffs, how Baltimore, yes, they're a great running team. And we talk about Seattle, how they're a great running team. They're, they could be a dark horse in this playoffs because they can run the football down your throat. They can eat the clock. They can they can wear down your defense. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you're gonna to have to pass the football, and that scares me with Baltimore. It really mm-hmm. does. And yeah. I trust Philip Rivers not to throw an interception on the first drive again. Yeah. I, I really <laughs> do. And I trust uh, I trust him if he doesn't throw an interception that uh, Baltimore is not going to take an early early lead because they're in the red zone on the first possession of the game. Yeah, I trust that. So for that, I'm taking uh, charges and stuff. All right, so we'll go to. Uh, the last wild card game of this week, and it is uh, on NBC at 4:40. Uh, Philadelphia at Chicago. I'm gonna go Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Chicago. It's. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chicago as well. Uh, this is rolling in my head. Uh, I I think the Chicago is the underdog in this game. It seems like the favorite pick for everybody. Uh, I don't know if because of the spread being six on it, and the people's like, oh no, they won't beat them by six. Mm-hmm. So I'll just pick Philadelphia. I think mm-hmm. Philadelphia's going to win the game. Uh, but it seems like a lot over social media, over all these talk shows, people have Philadelphia winning. And I'm just like, like what? what is the reason behind it? Yes, Nick Foles led them to the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. I get that, but. And he's had these last couple of good games, but. What had the Bears done this whole year? What did they, what have they done these last couple of weeks? They shut down a Kyle Shanahan offense 
that has been up and down the whole year, mm-hmm. and they literally dominated on defense uh, at Minnesota, one of the craziest crowds you can go to, one of the craziest home stands you can go to, when they're in a win or die situation, and you force you force Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs to get like fifty eight yards total, mm-hmm. something around there. I just don't get it. I really don't. Uh, Chicago's not going to blow them away necessarily. Uh, it is a playoff game. Uh, I've not seen Mitch play that well in the cold, mm-hmm. so we got to see how he plays. He's improved though. Uh, each game he has played, he's improved. He's improved something. Uh, the thing is though, does he have to improve something that he's already improved already? But he's but his mechanics just get wayward in the game because mm-hmm. we've seen that. We seen this. We seen him improve his footwork throughout the season, and then all of a sudden his footwork just like regresses. All of a sudden, you're like, "What? What's happened here in these last couple of weeks?" He's just inconsistent. He's just yeah. young. He's 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 yeah. got a lot of growing to do. Yeah. And this off season coming up, excuse me, will be very crucial to the future of what Mitch Trubisky is going to be, and if mm-hmm. the Bears can truly rely on him, or whether or not they're going to need to somehow find a way to get. A quarterback in next year's draft. Yeah, because um, you can't. You don't want to spend too long on this. You've got a great group of talent on this team. If yeah. Trubisky is not your guy, you need to find your guy. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever, whoever it is. Yeah, I think Trubisky is going to be fine, though. I think he's going to find his way. I think he's going to be more consistent and just continue to get better. I think throughout the season we've seen him progress a, mm-hmm. a heck of a lot, and yeah. so. I trust him enough at home against a team in the Eagles who, yes, they're hot right now. I get it. They are hot. Nick Foles working his magic again. But the Bears' defense is legit. This is not just some, oh, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah, they, they can play good defense. It's not like, for instance, this is not the Colts' defense who have just played very good as of late. We're like, they're, they're a good defense. They're nothing special, but they can play good. That's, that's not what they are. Yeah. This is a special unit. You've got one of the best defensive players in within the last decade and a half. Mm-hmm. Maybe since, you know, I don't know. Lawrence Taylor. Name, yeah, since Lawrence Taylor mm-hmm. and Khalil Mack, the best outside linebacker slash pass rusher. You've got a top three interior defensive lineman in the league in Akeem Higgs. Maybe the top two this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, what, Eddie Goldman, one of the better run-stopping yeah. defensive top, tackles. A top ten Probably, I would say a top ten D tackle. It's probably a little bit biased by me, but it, it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's amazing. If you watch him play, he doesn't five, anything. Happen. A top five cornerback mm-hmm. in Kyle Fuller, in my opinion. Uh, two of two of the top five safeties at both at both at both of their positions in the league. I'd say Eddie Jackson's probably a top two, and Adrian Amos was a top three. Um, obviously, Dan Shervathan, probably a top 12 uh, linebacker in the league, and I would say Roquan Smith, the same top 12 linebacker. He's probably the second best line. He was the, he's, he's had the second best season of any rookie linebacker, and that's that's saying a lot because look what Darius Leonard did this year. Yeah. Uh, Roquan Smith led the team in tackles, led that defense in tackles. And he didn't start a lot of the games. Yeah. He didn't play in a lot of the games yeah. early on in the season. So this defense is special, and to me it's it's hard for me to fathom that Nick Foles is just going to come in and waltz in to Chicago in January in the cold against a special, special defense with a, with an offense that can actually score. Yeah, I get they have their issues. I get that they have their struggles they were top, at times. I think they're top ten in scoring offense, but they were top five forever. 
so yeah, this like, season. So this Bears team can score. This Bears team can do things. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to believe against the Seahawks secondary or against an Eagles secondary. Excuse me. That is that is pretty poor. It's nothing great yeah. at all. It's it's quite bad, honestly. And the receiving core is actually pretty good. Yes, uh, Anthony Miller dislocated his shoulder in the weirdest way possible while literally sticking his arm up while mm-hmm. he was running. Uh, he might make, not he might not be healthy for the game. Kevin White, he can make some plays happen. When he's in, he makes plays happen. He's probably he's probably top five wide receiver blockers in the league, like blocking on run plays. Mm. He can open up stuff on the outside if they want to get Tariq Cohen involved if he's in the game. Uh, Allen Robinson has been really good this year, has been a really good sign. He's been a better sign than Sammy Watkins, the two biggest wide receiver signs this year. He's been better than him. Uh, Taylor Gabriel made some crazy plays. Yes, I know he got injured, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be healthy for this game. Uh, So the the receivers aren't that bad. Joshua Bellamy. He's a pretty good receiver. Yes, mm. he's not a starter, but he's a really good role receiver, rotational receiver. So I just don't, I just don't get why people are picking Philadelphia because if you make Nick Foles one dimensional, it's I don't know. A lot of his a lot of his long throws come off of play action. If you watch it, they come off of play action. If Chicago stops that run like we've seen him do this whole season against top uh, top running backs, Dalvin Cook stops him in both games they played. Stop Todd Gurley. It's uh, they're gonna be able to stop Josh Adams. I feel, in mm. my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're gonna make them one dimensional, and you're gonna see Philadelphia probably do a lot of play action. Just do a lot of play action. They're for gonna no have reason. to. Go, they're gonna have to go back to the RPO system that Nick Foles has had success with. Yeah. If they can do this RPO system and really get into a into a rhythm, it's gonna be scary for yeah. the Bears. If the Bears start getting back on their heels. And they're not able to pass rush, and they have to drop more guys into coverage. Mm-hmm. It's not good for the Bears. The Eagles have a chance. We've and seen it the first game of the season. This is the only the only time I've seen it this year is the first game of the season. Yeah, when Aaron Rodgers yeah. did what he did, and you had and you kind of forced Khalil Mack to drop back into coverage. You forced more guys back into coverage because the secondary was not getting it done. Mm-hmm. Now over the season, this team has really um, improved. improved and gotten better as a and unit. together. Yeah, so. I think they're going to be fine. I think the game will end up being yeah. twenty-three to twenty. Bears come out winning, and I think the Eagles will keep it close. I think the Eagles will play hard. They're going to play inspired. They're the form, you know, they're the reigning Super Bowl champs. But I just think it's it's super tough to go into Chicago against that great of a defense. It's hard to convince me that without a special QB like Carson Wentz, I know everybody wants to say. But Nick Foles is but be- no no Nick Foles is not better, it, he is not better. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is better. Carson Wentz is a guy that can make plays against a defense like this because he's special. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles is a guy that, if you need him to throw fifty times this in a game like this, you're not gonna win. Yeah. Because he's gonna probably get sacked a good five or six times if he has to drop back and that much. And yes, they got some great players like Brandon Brooks. Uh, on no, the they off- got a good offensive line. Jason Peters gonna be a Hall of Famer. Lane Johnson, maybe the best right tackle in the league. Brandon Brooks, good player. Who do you take, but Jason Kelsey, best center in the league. Mm-hmm. But they have their inconsistent plays at times. They they have. And, they haven't uh, played great this year. As and also, we're talking about offensive line here. Kyle Long is back. Mm-hmm. And you've seen what he, when he was back last week. And that will be big against Fletcher Cox. Especially, like, he, he was back. His first game back was in a road game at Minnesota. Jordan Howard has probably his best game all year. 
And Jordan Howard's on a big stretch here. You play him in Chicago where he's comfortable, put Jordan Howard right behind mm-hmm. him, just run right behind him, right behind uh, James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, and Carl uh, Long. Mm-hmm. You mean, they, that, I don't know if that defense line's going to be able to handle it at mm-hmm. all. Yes, the defense line's really good, but like, they've been inconsistent so much this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're on a hot streak now. But throughout the throughout the year, I've just seen so many inconsistencies with the line for, for both sides of the line with uh, Philadelphia this year. Mm. The question is, can they play consistent? Uh, that's my thing. If they can get a run game going, they'll win the game. Yeah, if the Bears can, if the Bears in Chicago can slow down the Rams in that unit with Todd Gurley, yeah. I feel pretty good about them slowing down Nick Foles and Josh Adams. Yeah, that so. is a, yeah. Alrighty, well that uh, wraps up our week. Or not yeah. our week, whatever. Our wild card weekend. week eighteen, technically, but our wild card weekend predictions. You know, going a little bit deep dive into into all four games because you know we're not having to go through sixteen games or whatever the, yeah. the case is. But now we're gonna transition into our awards for the season, and these are just based off of who we feel we would pick to win. This is not like uh, we're predicting or projecting who's gonna win. This is who we feel should win these awards. And so, Wyatt, I'll have you start off with your MVP. My MVP is Pat Mahomes. All right. Yeah, yeah you got the same one? <laughs> yeah. All right, so he completed 67, 66% of his passes, 5,097 yards, uh, 50 touchdowns, leads the league in the touchdowns department, uh, 12 interceptions, uh, 82.9 QBR rating, leads the league in that, mm. two fourth-quarter comebacks, and obviously two fourth-quarter comebacks means two game-winning drives. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, do you have any more? No, I mean, those are the stats. Pat Mahomes, in my opinion, the most valuable player award should be awarded to the most valuable player. Mm-hmm. And and the second guy closest to him, in my opinion, is Andrew Luck. Yeah. But Pat Mahomes, if if I'm gonna have to break it down, who's gonna win? I'll give the stats to Mahomes and say he should win. And honestly, look, that secondary for the Chiefs is trash. It's not good. Yeah, it's it's, not good. it's horrendous. If Pat Mahomes was not the QB, if Alex Smith was the QB this year, the Chiefs would be seven and nine, eight and eight. Mm-hmm. That's that's where they would be. They wouldn't be twelve and four with the number one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That's not where they would be at. Pat Mahomes is special. Pat Mahomes is going to be remembered as probably one of the best QBs to ever play the game. I would assume we'll probably have two to three Super Bowl wins because he's that special. Mm-hmm. Um. And this is just a start to 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 a special career for this kid, winning winning the MVP in his second year in the league. Second, yeah, that's crazy. This dude's, I mean, this dude's gonna be the next Peyton Manning, but maybe with more success Super Bowl wise. Yeah. That I mean, it's it's uh, he could maybe be better than Peyton. The only question mark is the playoffs. I mean, we haven't that, seen the playoffs yet. That's that's gonna be the uh, question. Can he deliver? If this kid can get. The Chiefs to the Super Bowl this year and get inside the Mer- Mercedes Benz Stadium in a dome. Mm-hmm. That the, the it's gonna be high scoring affair. It it would have to be a high scoring <laughs> affair. I, I kinda, I'm kind of like if you know if my Colts don't make some crazy magical run, which yeah. obviously I picked the Texans, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's gonna happen. I would love to see the Chiefs get in the Super Bowl because yeah. I just I feel like you almost guarantee an exciting game. Well, I like uh, well. I played defense in high school, so I like defense in games. So I'd rather see Baltimore in it. You know what I mean? But I don't. I mean, I don't care. I, 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 I love watching defense. I'm, I'm, I'm probably the low percentage of the uh, population that likes to see defense in games. Mm. But yeah, because that uh, that that Los Angeles Rams game, that Chiefs game, that frustrated me. 
Mm. Yes, the defense made plays here and there, but the, gosh, it was terrible. That was a terrible defensive performance yeah. by both of them. Uh, but like everything you said about Pat Mahomes, just he's, special, he's so man. talented. Drew Brees, I'm sorry, if Drew Brees does win this, because I know he's going to be second in it. Mm. If he wins this, this has become, this has become, oh, who, who's popular, who, who oh. deserves to win it, who hasn't won it yet? Yeah, that BS it's, is. It comes to NBA. It's, it's sorry, man. Like, yeah. Drew Brees has been amazing this year. He's been outstanding, mm-hmm. and they're and like I we said, like I said at the end of the show yesterday, yeah. I have them, him, and uh, him versus Brady in the Super Bowl. He's been nothing short of amazing, mm-hmm. but he doesn't need he. He's not the winner of the MVP this year. He's not. Uh, he's not even like I don't. I wouldn't say he's even like top three. Uh, I would say I would go Pat Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Todd Gurley. That's who I would go. I wouldn't even go Todd Gurley. I'd go Aaron Donald over Todd. Yeah, Maybe Phillip Rivers yeah. in that conversation. The NFL's got to me, thinking about offensive players only. So It's got to me. But, yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, if he should win, if he doesn't... Russell Wilson. Russell, yeah, Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I just... Yes, they did lose by a lot with Teddy in there, but they didn't give Teddy anything to work with. They give, like, him... They give him backups. Yeah, yeah, So, I just... I don't... I don't get the whole thing... He's the most valuable. If you put Teddy with Sean Payton and Sean Payton was actually trying to win the game, they they'd be they, nine they'd, and seven, ten and six. Yeah, they'd be a playoff team. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just don't. Well, next we will move on to our coaches of the year. I want you um, to go first. Uh, okay, so I've got a co-coach of the year, Matt Nagy and Frank Reich. Yeah. It was it was kind of hard for me to pick one or the other. Matt Nagy, coming off a Bears team that within the last you know within the last decade has just been. Very underperforming, you know, mm-hmm. since 2010 when they went to the NFC Championship. Ever since then, they've just underperformed. They have not played great at all. They've been very lackluster in a lot of areas, a lot mm-hmm. of dysfunction. Nagy was able to come in and change the culture of that team. They went to 12-4. and four. I think, what, what the first coach in NFL history to um, in his first season to win 12 games or something along those lines. Uh, won the NFC North crown when they were projected, for the most part, to be last in that division, and he earned a three seed, and I think that's in the NFC with the teams that he's been up against, mm-hmm. the Saints, the Rams, those guys, that's hard to do, yeah. uh, and it's very impressive the way he's mm-hmm. coached this team, Yeah, he's really helped Trubisky grow a lot from last yeah. year, which he still has a lot of growing to do, and just the way this team plays and comes out and uh, looks week in and week out, it's it's a product they're of what in, he does. They're in every game that they're in. Mm-hmm. It's a product of what he does. And then my next guy is Frank Reich. Touch upon him in a second. They went ten and six after starting one and five. Uh, finished the season nine and one uh, in the last ten games. So he uh, he took over a complete mess. Was able to finish second in the AFC South uh, when the Texans when both pretty much the Texans and them both started uh, terribly. You know, took over a team that was abandoned from Josh McDaniels to go go back to the Patriots and leave all these assistant coaches here and all these and all these guys here that were banking on him to come and Frank Reich had to step in and he's just done an outstanding job. Uh the guys have bought into what he coaches, to what he preaches, and his philosophy about the team, and you can just see it when they play on Sundays, on Saturdays, or whenever it is. You can just tell the way they play. 
the same thing. It's it's about that coaching. Um, and I think that's the start of something special in Indy. I think he's going to be – I think you've seen in the offensive schemes the way Andrew Luck has played this season, the way the offensive line has played. The run game has improved greatly over seasons past. Something special is going to be happening here in Indy. So these two coaches, for me, coach of the year. Coaches of the year. All right, so – my uh, coach of the year is Anthony Lynn. Okay. Uh, what he's done with the Chargers, like he did go, well, gosh, what was the rap? I completely forgot the record. 12 and 4 with them. Uh-huh. Uh, and the thing he did with the Chargers that it impressed me the most was he got them going early in the season. And we haven't seen that from a Chargers team in a while. Hmm. Even when they made the playoffs back in the early, uh, well, back in the 2000s. Uh, when Phil Rivers was like a rookie, a couple year pro, mm. they'd always start off. So they always start off from zero and one, zero and two, zero and three, and they always had to work their way up. This year they didn't have to do that at all, mm. and he did majority of it without his best player Joey Bosa. He really did. He did the majority majority of it without him, and yep. they they proven that they can beat a team like the Chiefs in Kansas City in Arrowhead in a in an enormous game. They went out there and they won it. Uh, yes, they did lose to Baltimore. I think they were thinking ahead in that game. Mm-hmm. I think he he's a coach that learns from his mistakes. Mm-hmm. And if if there was a most improved coach of the year, he would definitely be it. Mm-hmm. He would definitely be it. Yeah, I mean, he was a, he was the other guy I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, I would I would have put a three way tie, but I want to completely cheat. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll move on to defensive players of the year, and I'll let you start off with that one. I'll let you start out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my defensive player of the year, pretty much it's the MVP for defensive player since it's virtually impossible for yeah. any defensive player to win the true MVP. Mm-hmm. So I've got Aaron Donald. Yeah. <clears throat> I wanted to put Bobby Wagner. Um, Khalil Mack was another guy that popped into my head. But I, I just can't, I can't deny the stats. I can't deny the impact that he has on that team. Aaron Donald, 59 tackles, 25 tackles for loss. 25. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's insane. 20 and a half sacks playing as a defensive tackle. I want you guys to know how hard and how special that is. Most defensive tackles consider it a good season when they have like five or six sacks. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that was a great season for him. He had 20 and a half. A number of defensive ends and outside linebackers in a 3-4 is supposed to get. Yeah. He had numbers Lawrence Taylor got, Reggie White got, Deacon Jones got, Bruce Smith got, Von Miller has gotten, J.J. Watt has gotten. All guys that have played on the edge. And he's double-teamed the most of anybody. And he's double-teamed. He's triple-teamed. And he still gets pressure. And he still gets sacks. He had 41 quarterback hits. 41. I mean, the impact he makes in the game, four forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, a pass deflection. If it wasn't for him in that Kansas City game, making the sacks, the, causing the forced fumbles, the strip sacks, they don't win the game. Yeah, they don't. In my opinion, and the defense is not good. The defense is not that great for the for the Rams. They're the, I mean, we saw it you know, with the Chiefs. I know the offense is great, but, I mean, their defense is not that great. Mm-hmm. What makes that defense scary is because of Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have Aaron Donald on that defense, I don't think the I think the Rams are more of a a nine and seven type of team. Yeah, I think he is that valuable. I think he is. I think he's the guy that has won them three games. I think he is the guy that is that special. And he probably should be the MVP of the year. 
Like I mean, I, uh, he was my defense player of the year too. Okay. I just want to see who you had first, but yeah, he does everything for he does everything for the Rams. Mm-hmm. He's the heart and soul of the Rams. Like you hear it, people say, uh, play, uh, for instance, since this is my team, uh, Boston, the Boston Celtics, my NBA team. Hear about everybody says, oh, Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of that team. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald is the heart and soul of this team. He really is, and. He just he keeps grinding and grinding. He gets better each and every year, mm-hmm. and it's crazy to think because he shouldn't be able to get better each and every year, but he somehow does. He does. It's like crazy. he gets, he continuously gets better. Yeah. you're like, dude, he's the best player in the league. Eventually, he's going. He, eventually, he's going to get through quadruple teams. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And to my opinion, it's like, you know, the last yeah. couple of seasons, you're like, he's probably the best player in the league. At least I've thought so. And then you're like, I don't know how much better he can get. And then he takes it up a notch, yeah, and you're like, okay, so he's the best player in the league mm-hmm. by a mile. It's crazy. And then he gets better again. It's, oh, he's the best player in the league by five miles. It's 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 crazy because it's crazy. It's man. defense wins championships. They do. I'm sorry, defense wins championships. Yeah. And I'm I'm getting sick and tired of giving quarterbacks MVPs. I'm really am. I'm sorry. The inflated stats. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, my mom's had a, a tremendous year. Mm-hmm. Flayed stats a little bit. The defense wasn't that good. They got a lot of chances. Uh, there were a lot of high-scoring games. Aaron Donald is the true MVP of this season. And mm-hmm. he was the true MVP of last season. Mm-hmm. He is the best player in the league. There's no there's no question in it. There's no arguing it. He's the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, hands down. Yeah. Um, he really is. And and I just love watching him play. Yeah. Anytime I get a chance to see him play, yeah. I will turn the game on just to watch him. I mean, he... <laughs> He's just a special. Yeah. He's just a special player. I mean, he will probably go down as the best. He could go down as the best defensive player overall yeah. to ever play the game of football. That's yeah. how special he yeah. is. So uh, we'll move on to our offensive players of the year. And why you can start off with this one? I have Todd Gurley. Okay. Uh, twelve. Yeah. Uh, Dang. Twelve hundred fifty. That's a long. Uh. I say at one thousand two hundred fifty-one yards. 17, 17 touchdowns, which leads the league. Mm. Uh, rushing touchdowns, I should say. Uh, 89.4 yards a game. Uh, his average yards per carry is 4.9. Okay. Uh, he had 59 receptions, 580, 580 yards, and four touchdowns receiving. Okay. Uh, and he had uh, 1,831 uh, 1, yards. Uh, of total scrimmage yeah, yards. Yeah, from scrimmage. Uh, yeah, he if the if he, if the like you said, Aaron Donald, if he's not on the team, mm-hmm. but Todd Gurley isn't on this offense. Yeah, no, for sure. If you take both of them off, they're probably an eight and eight team. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, we've seen, uh, and he's missed the last two games. We've seen Jared Goff when Todd Gurley's not been able to do anything. Jared Goff plays terrible. Everything in this offense is played off of Todd Gurley. It really yeah. is. Uh, we've seen C.J. Anderson when he when he's gotten going, the offense has been clicking. But there's nothing like C.J. Anderson is nothing like Todd Gurley. No, no, no. He's nowhere close. close to his level. Todd Gurley, probably he's not the, he's not the best running back in the league. Uh, but the 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 he's probably the second. He he, he is the second. And I know your offense player is probably Saquon, right? No, it's not. No, it isn't. Oh. Uh, Saquon's going to take over take over next year, mm-hmm. but this year I'm gonna give it to Todd Gurley, uh, just because what he means to this Rams offense and why the Rams offense is so special is because of him 
It really is. It is because of him. Right. Yeah, my offensive player of the year is Christian McCaffrey. He had 219 rushes for 1,098 yards, seven rushing touchdowns, average five yards per carry, mm-hmm. 107 receptions, 107 as a running back, 867 yards, and six receiving touchdowns. Um, he just had a phenomenal year offensively. I mean, he was racking up points fantasy-wise. He was playing amazing football. I mean, he was the reason a lot that they were even in games, in my opinion. Uh, Cam Newton didn't play particularly well in their losing streak, mm-hmm. and they ended up go- where they end up going seven and nine. Yeah, you know, after starting six and two, mm-hmm. and it's it's in no fault due to the way uh, I can't talk, and due to the way Christian McCaffrey played. Yeah, no no fault is put onto him. He played amazing football, and I thought a lot of people. I thought he got stubbed for the Pro Bowl. Um, I guess not though. Saquon, Todd, Zeke—it's kind of hard in that in that regards. But especially with like kind of like a popularity contest at oh, this point. Yeah, and yeah. and I get that their teams. Well, outside of Saquon, those two guys had great seasons, mm-hmm. and then Saquon. But I mean, Christian McCaffrey played a great season, man. And I would have given it to Saquon, but I just thought. In my opinion, Christian deserves some type of recognition. Yeah, I think he's just had a great season. I think he's had a breakout season, and I think next year he's just going to continue to get better. Yeah, I think he'll be a guy that reaches a thousand and one thousand yards, like you know, a thousand yards receiving, a thousand yards rushing, um, mm-hmm. within the next you know, with multiple, probably multiple times in his career. I think yeah. he, I mean he's a special player, mm-hmm. and you know, as long as Cam Newton can come back healthy, as long as he's good. Uh, he's going to continue to have a lot of success. Yeah. So. All right, so we'll go uh, – that's actually your line. All right, well, whatever. Yeah. We'll go on to defensive rookies of yeah. the year. I'll keep this short and sweet. I've talked about him for the start of the season and before the season started. Yeah. Darius Leonard, 163 tackles combined, 111 solo. Both of those led the NFL. 12 tackles for loss, 7 sacks, 8 QB hits, 4 forced fumbles, 2 fumble recoveries, Two interceptions and eight pass deflections. Um, um, that, that was mine, too. I don't have anything to say on it. I'll, I'll let you talk everything. Yeah, I mean, he's just a special yeah. player, man. Without him on that defense, I mean, Anthony Walker is a great linebacker for the Colts, a great young linebacker. Um, they've had some really good guys step up. But without him on that defensive unit, without mm-hmm. him leading the charge and with the energy he brings to that team yeah. and that defense – they're not. They don't go nine and one in the last ten games. I know Andrew Luck is great. I know Andrew Luck. They would have probably went about eight and eight or nine and seven. Maybe they might have lost one or two more. But I mean, the way that defense is played, the number one scoring defense since week ten. That's because of Darius Leonard. It's because of the way he's played, and everybody else elevates their game around him because they want to play. They don't want to be the guy that's. Oh well, he's not playing as hard as Darius. So everyone else is. Step their game up to match his level, yeah. and it's been something special to see. Mm-hmm. And I just think he deserves it. I like how we say wh- every time we pick an award, bro. It's like he's kind of like the heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the heart and soul of the Colts defense. I want to say the team because that's Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's the heart and soul of that defense, and why that defense has been playing way above expectations. Yeah, they really have, and it really is like if you're the heart and soul of that team, you're you're going to elevate the team. You really are, and when it's your best player, mm-hmm. when your best player is the heart and soul of the team, 
it, it elevates the team. It really does. It really does. Because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to be like him. I want to be like Aaron Donald. I want to be like Darius Leonard. Yeah. And then they step up their play. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year. and All right. So, Saquon? Yeah, minus Saquon as well. Uh, <laughs> he had 13 uh, – three, oh, yeah. I'm just going to say 1,307 yards, 11 touchdowns, uh, 5 yards of carry, uh, 81, uh, 81. 91 receptions. No, I'm sorry, 81.7 yards per game. Oh, okay. 91 receptions, 721 yards, 4 touchdowns, and led the league in uh, yards from scrimmage with 2,028. And he insane. is the third, he's only the third rookie in the NFL, in NFL history. Um, next to Eric Dickerson, a Hall of Famer, and Edron James, who will be a Hall of Famer eventually, yeah, to get over two thousand yards of total scrimmage in their rookie season, yeah. um, it's special. It really is. He is he is a special. Player. I know. I've, I know. I've said that about Pat Mahomes. He's special. I know. I've said that about Aaron Donald. He's special. I know. I've said that about McCaffrey and Darius Leonard, mm-hmm. but Saquon is a different type of special. He's yeah. the he's the Aaron Donald special. He's the could be the best player in the league. Could be the best player in NFL history. Type of guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he's good, man. He <laughs> runs like Adrian Peterson. He catches. He. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. He catches I'm like gonna, Marshall Falk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was trying to compare it to a running back here. Yeah, uh, Marshall Falk. He. He does everything that you ask of a running back. 91 receptions. Are you kidding me? 91. That, man. that leads some teams. And receptions, that's just that's crazy, mm. and it it proves why he was picked number two. I'm sorry, he's better than Sam Darnold. I, yeah. I would pick him over Sam Darnold. Okay, all right. I mean, but yeah, I was. I think we and you both agree. Mm-hmm. You know, we had our doubts. We've said this many times before yeah. the season started with certain issues. Completely dispelled all doubts. Um, and he's improved too. Like you, like him, he comes yeah, up with so much natural improve. talent, but and he, he improved. improved. Yeah, it's crazy. He did have some issues at the start of the year. He improved. Best running back in the league. Yeah, definitely. So we'll move on to our final award, Comeback Player of the Year. I think me and Andrew you agree. Luck. Yep. Andrew Luck for the Indianapolis Colts. Captain Luck. 67% completion percentage, 4,593 yards passing, 39 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 98.7 quarterback rating, and a 71.5 QBR. And three fourth quarter comebacks and obviously three fourth quarter win- or three game-winning drives. Mm-hmm. Crucial into their push into the playoffs. Yep, and he really stepped up his game the last half of the season. The first half, yeah. he was still getting back into rhythm. He was still climbing and getting back into the swing of things football-wise. And when he was fully back, he was fully back. And the Colts are a force to be reckoned with. It makes me happy as a Colts fan to see him back. I hope a lot of fans overall are happy to see him back and healthy because I think the NFL is better when you have great quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and man, he's just—he's just great, dude. He's, he really is. He's had such a good season, uh, a great season. And if Pat Mahomes didn't have the season he had, he'd be the MVP in my yeah. opinion. And what he's been able to do with T- kind of just—I mean, with T.Y. Hilton really as his only weapon. I mean, he's revitalized the career of Eric Ebron. He's gotten some help from the running backs, but not like a crazy amount of help. But more in years past, the offensive line has blocked insanely well for him. Um, man, I, I don't really see how anybody beats him for this award. Yeah, I, I don't either. So, all right. But uh, that wraps up our awards for the 2018 regular season in the NFL. So, thank you guys for listening. We will probably um, – we're going to start trying to come up with our 
top either five or ten players at each position are the ones at least that are interesting to talk about and kind of debate about um, over the next few weeks. And obviously we'll continue to bring out the content for the playoffs and deep dive into these games because there's not as many. And so, uh, yeah, hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope your team wins unless you're a Texans fan um, or if you're an Eagles fan for Wyatt. So uh, until next time, guys, have a good one. See you. Peace.